0: Welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime, where uh, this week is going to be another solo episode of Why Do People Like Anime. I'm going to get that out of the way right now. <laughs> uh, but I, ha- I do feel a little practiced in doing the solo episode, although I feel like last time I, I prepped, I was ready, and I had notes, <laughs> and this time I am sleepy. I, I am so I am in bed, okay <laughs> because I I gotta say there was a moment in my brain that I said, you know, let's skip this week. It's okay to skip a week, Julie. But then I said, no, we're not gonna skip a week. John is in Pennsylvania right now, getting his back piece done. We just got back from Nashville where we saw some friends, had a great time, but we're both <laughs> very tired. And I was like, how am I going to squeeze an anime in this week? Because we just, we've been, I don't know, New- November's been um, very busy for us. But <laughs> that being said, I picked one tonight and I watched it. And I don't know, let's get into it. I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but if you haven't listened to the podcast before, usually there's the two of us. I'm Julie, usually John's here. John's not here. It's just me, baby. (laughs) And um, we talk about anime. We're two anime ding-dongs that try to understand what this wild and wacky world of anime is all about. And, um, this week I watched Alone, I watched, uh, what did I watch? (laughs) This is up to I watched Flavors of Youth on Netflix. You know what? I'm panicking because my phone's about to die. Please hold. I feel like I'm Joan Rivers in bed, but, like, uh, I kind of get it now that I'm, I'm nice and cozy. Did you guys see that Joan Rivers thing before she, she passed, uh? She would interview people in her bed. I think it was called In Bed with Joan Rivers. I hope I'm not misremembering that. But I feel like I talked to... I was like, John, let's do a video for our podcast. We can just set it up where we're both just, like, in bed. Because most of the time we we do the podcast, like, in our pajamas anyway, at night. So, like, why set up a whole table situation with everything, like... Let's keep it raw. Let's keep it real. <laughs> but no, he. We did not do that. Just gonna put this out there. If you'd like to support the podcast, we have merch available. Thank you so much to everybody who's bought merch so far. I'm touched and surprised <laughs> by people who have bought it. And you can find it at Why Do People Like Anime. And if you have any questions or anything about it, you can just message us at Why Do People Like Anime on Instagram. So, okay, Flavors of Youth. I feel like last time I did a solo episode, I did uh, a Gretzko. And I feel like it just like hit hit all these, uh, you know, bells off in my head. Hit all the alarms. Because I related to it. I felt like this was going to be easy for me to talk about. <laughs> this I was like dreading. Dreading talking about because, not because it's bad. I'm just getting that feeling of, like, it was middling. And I feel like that's, like, that's, like, the hardest anime for us to talk about. I will say it's called Flavors of Youth. It's a Netflix original. I watched it in the dub, and the dub is not great. Uh, The animation is great. It is beautiful. And... Couldn't tell you about the music because it literally didn't even register, which means middling, right? <laughs> kind of middle of the road, um, but it's a, it's a three parter, three short stories. Which I was like, okay, let me do this three short stories one because these are always kind of like easier to to break down. It's kind of funny we keep watching these short story animes. But also, we just watched um, the new Wes Anderson movie, The French Dispatch, which was also broken down into three parts. Like three separate stories that were all, you know, tied together by like a very loose thread. I will say if you haven't seen the Wes Anderson movie, that was like really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Definitely there was, there's always one, I think the problem with these like three short story things is there's always one that stands out or one that's just like really not it in comparison. Uh, And I felt that with both uh, the French Dispatch, Dispatch and Flavors of Youth. So I'll get it out of the way right away. The first one was my favorite. The second one (laughs) was my least favorite. And um, the third one, I think, is colloquial. Like, it seems like the third one is most people's favorite. So I want to kind of break it down. But the the studio that did this, I think, is associated with the... um, It's not the creator of Your Name, but it's... He has sort of like a sprinkling in it because the studio is associated with him, the the guy that made Your Name, and but he didn't he didn't make any of these shorts. Like I it whenever I, I read up a little bit on this anime, and it was like, oh, this is going to tide you over if you're a big fan of Your Name, and I think that's why maybe the third one is like the kicker you know it's like the finale because it's the love story out of the the three i think that the tying thread for all these is they're sort of like growing up tales or nostalgia tales let's say but yeah the the, so the third one seems to be kind of the favorite just from what i can see online and I feel like whenever you do image searches for these, like, like the animatrix, all these like l- short story collections, there's always like you can always tell what's like the 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 favorite based on like the image searches because it's like very. I was I was having a very hard time finding anything except for the last one. Okay, no, I'm going to backtrack. No, I'm going to start with the one that I liked the most and the one that I kind of wanted to talk about the most because I thought from the the sort of preview on Netflix and the title, it's called Flavors of Youth, um, and I, I feel like the title shows like a big bowl of ramen, and I was thinking this was going to be a story about food, and the first story is about food, and then the second two are just like sort of slice of lifey um vibes but i really wanted to i don't know why but i've been thinking about food lately in and sort of like food's representation in an anime because i feel like that's always a selling point of anime is oh the food looks so good like in miyazaki's work the food is like such a highlighted moment sometimes either and it's usually like bowls of ramen or onigiri <laughs> and just like feasts of, of, of cooking and, and making the food and eating the food is like always kind of like scenes in anime. And the first story <laughs> is all about a guy who is dealing with growing up through remembering a, a certain meal he had. It's like rice noodles. Um and how his grandma would prepare the rice noodles for him. And once he reached a certain age, he was having rice noodles at a little shop near his school, and then that closed down. And sort of like marking time, but also in the context of this one dish that like would change throughout his life, but always not be quite... Right? Quite the same as before. And it made me start thinking about like what nostalgia f- <laughs> what nostalgic food was for me as like a kid. And I had a hard time thinking about it because I've talked about this before. I don't <laughs> I didn't have like sort of mainstays in my life because I feel like that's like a very hometown element. like if you've grown up in a town that's known for a type of food. Or, like, we were just in Nashville, right? So, like, Nashville hot chicken. Like, <laughs> if you <laughs> ate hot chicken a lot as a kid, maybe it would only taste right when you'd go back to Nashville. This sort of, like, returning back to this place after time has passed and using food as, a, as kind of, like, a memory holder. But, like, I, when I, I was, like... Born in one place and then moved and moved and moved and moved, so like I was trying to think of like what is nostalgic food for me if I don't have sort of this sense of a hometown and obviously, the example in the uh in the short is ramen, <laughs> and it had me thinking about and i was <laughs> and of course they're like eating noodles for breakfast and that got me angry because I was like, man, why can't we just have like a big bowl of like pork belly ramen for breakfast with rice? I was like, that sounds bomb. I would eat that every day. I, I actually did eat as a kid. I would eat. um. I didn't really like uh, breakfast foods. And my mom was like, OK, you have to eat something <laughs> because I need to be a good parent to you. <laughs> So I would make uh or she would make for me instant rice. And I would I would have a bowl of instant rice with uh you know, with butter and, and salt. And uh if we didn't have instant rice, sometimes instant mashed potatoes would do the trick. And it was kind of a joke up until the end of uh you know <laughs> you know, when we'd go to my nana and pa's house, my nana even while I was like much, much older, and have had learned the ways of breakfast, learned the magic that is breakfast. Uh, American breakfast, I guess, I should say. Uh, she would just be like, right, we got instant rice for Julie, just in case, just in case. And honestly, I would be like, okay, yeah, I will have a bowl of instant rice for breakfast, because that's my thing, apparently. <laughs> but the other thing... <laughs> So I mean that was that's like part of it as I'm like why why can't we eat like real meals for breakfast? But also like why can't breakfast food be dinner food? American breakfast food. And then there was also this note I was I wrote down that was like it's so crazy to think that there are people that devote themselves entirely to the preparation of one food. Cuz there's some some line about this person makes rice noodles, and they've been making rice noodles for 20 years, and that's been their thing. And it made me think about sushi chefs that train for, like, you know, what, however long years, right, to become sushi chefs. And I think there's a little bit of that in American culture, like, you know, barbecues on the mind, obviously, and, like, southern foods on the mind because because we've just been eating a lot in the last couple of of days from traveling and i think there's a little bit of that but it's not so much like i've trained my whole life to to make this dish it's just this this is my dish and i've perfected it and kind of this like family secret recipe vibe that i think sort of like crosses all boundaries right Because, I mean, that's the thing that unifies us (laughs) as, like, humans, right? Is the fact that we all make food, and food holds nostalgia for us. Despite our culture, despite everything. Like, for me, maybe it's my mom's sandwiches, right? Um, My mom has a special way of making sandwiches. And some of my friends from high school might remember this, like, how my mom would just, like, make sandwiches for people. <laughs> um, especially if she didn't have, like, snacks in the house. She she was, like, very hospitable. But she had a particular way of making sandwiches so that the bread doesn't get soggy. So, like, there's, like, little things like that that sort of hold true for me. It's not so much, like, a place and a type of food. It's It's top ramen, right? <laughs> and maybe it's the sandwiches from farmer in the deli we ate we ate from this one deli like every day when i was in college and it's just deli sandwiches but it's not just deli sandwiches <laughs> it's it's uh it's just never it's never been as good as at that deli and maybe it's because that was our first new york deli experience Maybe those sandwiches were just bomb. There was never a bad sandwich from farm in the deli. But then other delis, like, it's just not the same. Oh yeah, I keep bringing up Top Ramen, but like, <laughs> I feel like I made Top Ramen in high school, and then I would return to it in college, but I'd get it like a little bit different. You know, I would put in, I would make my own sauce or something, or put in little accoutrements, maybe a little chicken or something. I would make like a peanut sauce with like hot sauce and then like occasionally I will return to it in my adult, adult life because there's something kind of easy and comforting about it and I can't really explain that. It's just familiar. Hmm. There's something there and I wish John was here so we could talk about food but alas. I do really want to watch Food Wars. That's been on my list for a really long time and i was like i just want to talk about anime and food and watch watch a uh, an anime that's explicitly about food because it seems like such a such a huge part of anime right i think that's why i was bummed that the the first so the first episode of flavors of youth is all about this guy's relationship to rice noodles and him experiencing rice noodles throughout his life and it's the only one that made me cry because Uh, He goes back home and there's grandma in her, in her, basically in her deathbed. And she's like, I can't promise I'm going to be able to make you noodles anymore. (laughs) And it's like very crushing, right? And relatable because it's like, you know, it's a hard thing losing a grandparent. And it made me think about my grandparents, obviously, and the things that they would make for us. Yeah, I thought it was really touching, (laughs) really sweet, very touching, a little bit intense maybe, like I feel like the first line was like really melodramatic (laughs) and it kind of set the tone for everything, but it's similar in the style of your name where there is this element of like, you know, like a romance novel or something like that. Okay, I guess I should talk about the other two uh, segments. The second one, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I just really wanted it to be about food. And I kept waiting for the food element to come in. And it never does. Uh, it's about a model that uh, sort of grows up and falls out of her career a little bit. And sort of loses herself in her career. And has to sort of like come back to what's important. What like her family And I feel like this one could have really affected me (laughs) because I found it super relatable. Um, Especially because it's like, it's all about this woman who she's in an industry that she is going to age out of, like theoretically, right? Like modeling is one of those industries that sort of prefers the fresh and new, Um, maybe not fresh, fresh, fresh human. Um, But definitely, like, the new hot thing, right? And it becomes less and less easy to get those modeling gigs as you start to visibly age, right? So she's getting older. She's trying to keep up with these, like, kids that are basically, like, taking her place. And she falls during a runway show because she's starving herself, and I was like, this is kind of intense, right? I was like, this is like anti-food. <laughs> this- <laughs> uh, well, and so she she passes out on the runway and hurts herself. And she's like totally out of the game. And it's kind of like there's a comment where the whole, her whole industry moves on without her, basically. And they don't even notice she's gone. <laughs> I just feel like it's relatable to sort of the photography industry which is what I sort of make my bread and butter in and uh bread and butter <laughs> food is on the mind i don't know what's going on with me it's just like you got to stay relevant like and if you disappear for a while like there's the fear of like n- not staying relevant any not being on everyone's mind or that some some new fresh face See, it's like all of these people that get these covers of magazines or shows you're like they start to get younger than you and you start to wonder if you're old news, you know. Um, not me specifically because I've come to terms with my place in the world, I guess, uh, in, in the art world. But I, I felt like the theme of this got kind of lost in the sauce a little bit, <laughs> in the, the sauce, <laughs> the, the tomato sauce, because I... What I took away from it is sometimes you need to make space for yourself. Like, I had a teacher once tell me if the opportunity is not there for you, you should try to make that opportunity exist. Or if the job doesn't exist, then make the job exist. I know that's kind of vague and like, you know, very, very, um, maybe even naive sounding, but it's true. Like, you, if, if you offer a service, then, you know, make the business yours, you know? Um, so the, 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 the model and her sister, like, I feel like it was supposed to be about family, but I took this whole, like, job approach to it where it's like, don't work for other people, work for yourself. But um, I think the point they were trying to do was, like, your family is more important than your career, and you should do things you love. Like, with your family, <laughs> because it's all about her relationship with her sister a little bit. I think this one could have benefited from just being a little more fleshed out, maybe. But also, I don't know if it's like an interesting enough story to be fleshed out. I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope it does. And then the last one is obviously everyone's favorite, if the first one's not your favorite. <laughs> but the last one is the, the blatant love story. Three best friends. A boy, a boy, <laughs> and a girl. And they're all in high school together. And they, two, the, one, the boy and the girl start sharing tapes with each other. You know, she's like, oh, can you record the class for me? And he's like, sure. And he, like, leaves her a little message on the tape. Suddenly, they're sending the tape back and forth, back and forth, talking to each other. But not talking to each other in person, talking to each other secretly at night on their tape recorder. (laughs) But uh, it's it's from the perspective of him as an adult. And his he's moving into an apartment. He's like, "The the heck is this? The heck is this tape? And his best friend, who was part of the sort of trio, is like, I gave that to you. It's from that girl. That we used to hang out with all the time. Didn't you listen to it? And he's like, oh my god, no, I didn't listen to it. Because I was too busy studying to get into the the great school. And then it's revealed that he was trying to get into the good school. Because he thought she was going to the good school. But then they kind of gave her shit for wanting to go away. Even though she was trying to just get away. Probably from her parents who were abusive. <laughs> Da da, da da it 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 gets kind of i don't know i I felt like there was a your name element to it, this like missed connections uh you know, if only they had all the information, then none of this would have happened, and they would have been able to be together, but he uh studies all a lot to get into the good high school and she decides not to go to the good high school because, you know, she wanted to be with him, basically. But they they ended up splitting ways because he didn't listen to the tape because he's too busy studying to get into high school to be with her. <laughs> it's like kind of a cycle, you know, like a cyclical problem. <laughs> and then that, you know, you miss that crucial bit of information in your life, just like, your your two paths just diverge, you know? Like, she, she was suddenly going left and he was going right. Which I thought was super relatable, like, especially in the context of high school. Like, I remember when, when we were all applying to college, like, me and my close friends, and there was this feeling of, like, it's the only thing that I can relate to because I know in this context they're all applying for high schools, but in America it's college, right? So I remember we were all applying for colleges and there was, this, there was a bunch of us that were applying to similar colleges and universities and whatever. I just, uh, I applied to some that my best friends were going to thinking, wouldn't that be nice to know somebody at college? And then I applied to some things that I wanted to do, i.e. like art school. Like nobody was applying to, to Pratt or, uh, you know, like I didn't know any. I applied to Brown, which is kind of laughable now, knowing how bad my sort of writing and scores were. Like I had no chance. But I also applied to all these schools my friends are going to. I didn't get into a single one. And <laughs> I just remember being like, wow, this is it then. Like, you were going left and I'm going right. And we're we're not going to the same college. And then I had to deal with, I'm not going to the same college as anyone. Like, this tight, you know, this, this sort of like very involved group of friends because I was in marching band. So we had spent all this time together over four years of high school and I was going left and so many people were going right. And it just, it's very much it. I know it's like, like a friend thing, not in the concept of like a love thing, but so he, he realizes that he never listened to the tape and it's kind of like him running to, to find a tape recorder. Cause it's like the future. <laughs> There's no, no like readily available tape tape decks. And he listens to it and cries his heart out because she kind of confesses to him, you know, that she wants to be with him. But this was like years and years ago. But then it's sort of like, I, I thought it was going to end right there. And I was like, that's hard, you know. That's kind of soul crushing movie to end on such a sad, ass note. But then they they did this like kind of half, half-assed she just, like, shows shows up at, like, a place he's working. <laughs> and they're reunited, and that's it, and credits roll. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, if this was a movie, there would be some element of him, like, trying to find her, right? At least that's what I thought. That's where I thought it was going. And, um, nope, just, there she is Easy peasy, one, two, three. And and the gang's reunited, even the, the third guy. <laughs> the trio is reunited as adults. I There was one element of this movie that I didn't... I don't know if I can wrap my head around right now, but they start all at the airport. Like, the first narrator starts at the airport, and if you watch the credits, all of the all of the characters from all three mini you know, uh, all three episodes are at the airport again. All about stepping into the next section of their lives, if that makes sense. And I do think the airport's a good analogy for that this sort of passage into, into an- another place quite literally. There was a really good line about food in the first one (laughs) that like the city is kind of an ecosystem that's like you go in into the train and it spits out people. (laughs) Like people go in and then people come out. It's like digesting, (laughs) digesting the people in the city. I was like, I kind of like that. It's kind of like poetic, maybe a little corny, but but i was like i i don't mind sort of like a beautiful analogy or anything like that it's just maybe it was just like the way that the dubbed voice is like saying these like kind of melodramatic poetic you know wax poetic statements so yeah i'm i'm very curious about like i feel like the answer is very simple that food in anime <laughs> looks good because food is good and why not make this like very important part of like our you know being connected to each other but also just it, just like maybe a pure love for for the creation of the food <laughs> and the flavors and the nostalgic elements of the food do you know where I'm going with this? I need somebody to jump in. I I feel like I'm sorry, this might just be a short episode this week because the what I wanted, I didn't get. And I was like, I'm gonna talk about food and anime. And I feel like I feel like this was like not the anime to talk about it with. And I liked the nostalgic elements to things, but at the end of the day I'm like, this anime was Like, four out of five stars, you know? Just pretty... It's a simple story. It's three simple stories, technically. And they didn't leave any sort of, like, really hard, lasting effect on me. And I didn't feel like I learned anything. I didn't feel like I lived any... Like, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before. That, like, what's the point? (laughs) What's, what's the point of this media? Like, What's the intention behind me watching this movie? Uh, and I don't think it was that serious. I think it was an opportunity for these three creators to make short, short stories. And I feel like we've talked about this with Star Wars and Animatrix and every, every sort of mini-series movie that we've watched so far is like a lot of these would benefit from sort of being expanded upon but like I'm glad that they were able to make these short stories in this way and like sort of it's it's very low risk you know to sort of release on Netflix <laughs> let it let it ride you know be able to kind of work with maybe a bigger creator. I do wonder I guess we've been I guess we've been falling into this sort of, Same with your name. This kind of melodramatic romance novel anime rabbit hole. (laughs) And I just, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how deep the rabbit hole goes, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because it feels like this is the thread. These sort of like, there's a little bit of this mushy love story. That people like. About anime. Because that's what we're trying to answer here. Why do people like anime? Why would people like. That mushy gushy. Romance story. Yeah. Yeah. And and truly. uh, With the last one. The two of them. Not connecting at the end. That would have really hurt me. You know. Like I really did want them to. Be able to reunite in their adult life. To sort of reconcile this sort of loophole in their life, and maybe if it was a different director, a different movie, different production company, (laughs) it would have been soul-crushing, and maybe that is the lesson that sometimes you don't get to go back and say, hey, I did read that letter, I did listen to that tape you made me, and I didn't even freaking notice that you told me you liked me. I liked you too. Now what? It's like Now that years and years and We've lived whole lives. Now what? That's... <laughs> and I feel like this was like, well, obviously, they get back together. The, the three of them. All three of them get to live happily ever after. Hallelujah, amen. But it's like, that's not, that's not real. Maybe that's fantasy in some way to have that sort of rekindled <laughs> romance from your childhood or something, but... That's not how life works and, and, and just imagine like Satoshi Khan being like, no. He finds the tape and she's dead. It's like something like that. I don't know. Sorry. I'm getting I'm getting riled up now. <laughs> but like that could be a real like storyline. Like the 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 moment has passed. The roads have split. The path is gone. Window of opportunity. Makes me think of uh, what was the movie where she goes back in time and the the guy just like keeps asking her to be with her. <laughs> time leaping. The girl who left through time. And uh, she can't avoid that moment because that moment is on her path, you know? Like, I like that kind of stuff. I like thinking about that kind of stuff. There's always this, like, when is the window of opportunity going to close for me to step into like the right lane instead of the left lane? I like it. I like the idea of it. Anyway, sorry I'm going to cut it short this week because it's late and I'm... I could just keep rambling about things that I'm thinking about, but it's always better with a conversation. So next week, John will be back with a back piece. And hopefully we're going to watch a series. Fingers and toes crossed we'll watch a series. But uh, you know Thanksgiving's coming up. If you have any recommendations hit us up uh, on Instagram at why do people like anime. Or you can email us why do people like anime at gmail.com. You know what I've been thinking about lately is like how come nobody's copped up hmail. Because I, I typo that shit all the time. Maybe that, maybe maybe that's actually a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, John, if you're listening, I miss you. And if your name is is not John, uh, thanks for listening. If your name is John, thanks for listening too. There could be more than one John. Uh, the likelihood is high that there's more than one John. Maybe even listening right now at the same time. Anyway, uh, stay cool. Uh, Oh, if you have any recommendations for Thanksgiving, if you want any sort of special episode, let us know. I don't know. We're winging it, baby. Next week, more anime. Drive safe.